Blog Talk Radio. Australia. Our friend Pauline said she's going to listen. She might call in even. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, Isn't that exciting? Oh, yeah. I find it is. All the way in Australia, yeah. the other side of the world. Mind you, i got to tell you, I don't planet. think I could live there. It's so hot here today. I wouldn't want to live someplace that's any hotter than this a lot of the time. Okay. This Kangaroos hopping all around, blocking traffic. Yeah, maybe. I don't know about that. Okay. I like no, it. that's, Everyone that's what happens. Okay, let me just get this out so we can get the show on the road, okay? Welcome back, Jerry. All right, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, we, same, to, same to you, I guess. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, I took off last week. It was Canada Day. Okay, we learned something this week. For the hundredth time, a young woman named Clara Janover posted some rants on TikTok about political issues. That's what I'll call them in the United States. And people sent tweets <laughs> to her employer about it. Apparently, she was going to have an internship at Deloitte, right? And people were sending them tweets saying, do you want someone like this working for you? Uh, and so Deloitte took away the job. <laughs> it took away the offer, right? And in fact, one of the senior executives in the company, can you imagine some nobody gets a top guy at a huge worldwide company talking about her. He made a statement disassociating the company from her. So uh, if you're worried about you know the state of free speech, she's not going to go to jail for what she said. But employers are free to punish you. That's the lesson. In 2017, just three years ago, the New York Times did a profile of American Nazis. Uh, and one 29-year-old guy gave a long interview, and he lost his job. And so did his wife, and so did his brother-in-law, because I guess they all belong to the party. So, you know, this has always been happening. And I guess you have to watch what you say in public, even in a democracy. And that's why the secret ballot, okay, this is my little political sermon, that's why the secret ballot is so important. I don't understand these people wanting to vote at home where their husbands or wives or anybody can look over their shoulder and criticize their vote, that's no good, okay? <laughs> Not that you care. That's, that's my opinion. But let's put that aside for now because it's time for Jerry. Jerry! What show is this? Jerry? <laughs> Hold on. The recruiting... What? What? Thank you, Jerry! Yeah! Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, Jerry. You know, I, I was talking to the, uh, Neil Lebovitz and uh, DSP, David, 
Yeah, David Stephen Patterson, I think his name is. Uh, it's a little long for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got a show now, and like uh, they're like they're not like the animal oh. show, but they kind of are. But believe me, they're way beyond yeah. what we do. We don't talk about shaving our really? genitals. They do. Okay. Oh my goodness. So if anybody, we don't even have on Friday, any genitals. <laughs> they're on Fridays at noon. You know what I mean? to tune in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to huh. thank the sponsors. That's how far behind we are. Yeah. Adams. Evans and Ross at StaffingDebt.com. If you uh, are a recruiting firm and somebody didn't pay you, these guys do collections exclusively for recruiters, so they understand all the issues. Check them out, StaffingDebt.com, PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com the super-duper sourcing tool that everybody loves, and Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology, text, video, audio, you name it, okay? I'll get back to them later. Our guest is a return guest. I feel like I'm introducing the uh, dating game today, but I'm not. Her name is Sharon D. Clark. And I'll let her introduce herself. And I'm warning you, just think in the next two seconds, Sharon. We call this an elevator pitch. And if you don't have a good one, I'm going to come down on you hard, okay? Go ahead. Like I care. Hi, I'm Sharon. I am a recruiter in the Netherlands. I'm American. And, yeah, I work in the Netherlands. So, I'm a recruiter in the Netherlands, and I work in the <laughs> Netherlands. You know what? It's short, okay? I don't. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> She's been on here before. She's been have, on here before. But, but I have. I have changed since then. I was uh, working as a recruiter, the inside recruiter in a robotics company last time. I've since yeah. made the move to working in the EMEA team for RPO. Okay, that's a lot of jargon. Uh, you'll have to explain it. As you go. Um, You're a recruiter. If you don't know what RPO is, man. I, I've got an audience, okay? RPO, uh, EMEA. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. Beep, beep, yeah. Beep. So recruitment process outsourcing. Uh, that's yeah. when a company uh, pays uh, a recruiting uh, specialty company to come in and take over all their corporate recruitment for them. So my team took mm-hmm. over the entire recruitment for uh, European, uh, what Middle East and Asia. Okay. Area. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, I know you uh, from Facebook as a very mm-hmm. feisty, feisty, <laughs> argumentative person. Okay. And I remember last time you were here, you felt, uh, I think it was your first time you felt constricted that you really hadn't laid it on the line and given no. us full <laughs> blast of your personality. So I'm just going to welcome you to do that yep. here, you know. Let it out, okay? I want to let yeah. it out, and I hope you do too, okay? And, and I will just, let it out yeah. as much as that's I can in a for. semi-professional setting, yes. Okay. Okay, semi-professional. That's right. I like that. Uh, I just uh, Here's a yeah. public yeah. service announcement, as Jerry puts it. Okay. Uh, last week, I got a notice from our guest from a few weeks ago uh, from her uh, PR person, uh, and and she wanted to you know publish some stuff from from the show, and, and she referred to uh, Michael G. Fox. That's the guy from TV. Okay. Uh, it's Michael G. Cox. C O X. Okay. Well, let me see it's if between, he's It's Michael no. J. Fox, but okay. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, yeah. let's not get too complicated. Okay, first question. <laughs> Do you accept LinkedIn connections from uh, random uh, people? Uh, uh. Depends on the person, but yes. Oh, 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 what does that mean? It from random people. Well, it means uh, I get a lot of connection requests from random people, and I take a look and see if it's logical to accept their request or not. And what percentage then? Uh, here's the key question: What percentage get accepted? I have a, I have an. Uh, oh, and Jerry wants to talk. Jerry wants to talk. Go ahead, Jerry. Jerry, what percentage? First, I don't know. I haven't run the numbers on that, Michael. <laughs> Hey, it's the animal so the on this show. Time. I think I warned you about Sorry, that, okay? Mm-hmm. You're losing. Hey, hey. For the first time in several years, I went to connect with somebody, a third-degree uh, person, on LinkedIn just this morning. And for the first time in a long time, it asked me for their email address. So maybe oh. that's something that they're squeezing you know, poor Jerry used to have a good phone. I haven't had Poor Jerry used to have a good phone. You know, I don't need to. I don't need to this shit with me, Demick. Okay, okay, okay. I am what just do you think? doing the best I can. Okay. I've had that occasionally uh, too, with connection requests to someone I've actually met in person, and. It was asking me for that, and I uh, contacted them because I actually had their phone number. I said, are you aware that it's doing this? And it was doing it to everyone, apparently. Uh, and she didn't know. It was some setting she had to go in and change. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think? What do you think of branded masks as a marketing idea? I love it, personally, because I think they're going to be around for a while, and they're being promoted more and more. What do you think about that, Jerry? Uh, well, my my – my husband wears a, a branded mask. Uh, I don't really care one way or another. Um, why not? Jerry, Jerry, come on. I know it's you. I know it's you doing that, okay, with your Doritos. Please. I, 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 you know, I don't really have a, a problem okay, with Okay, moving on. He doesn't that. like that. Fine. That's that's to me, okay? Okay, here, uh-huh. how about this? A more legitimate question. Should corporate recruiters mm-hmm. get a commission for every hire? I mean, you know, like a bonus every time they make a placement? I never did. <laughs> I know, but what do you think about it? Do you think it's a good idea? Would you like to see that instituted now? Oh, that whole discussion was going on, wasn't it, recently in the group? I'm, yes. I'm not sure. It really depends on uh, on the entire setup. That's that's not a black or white question. It, it depends on how it's set up within everything else. What are your KPIs? How hard are the positions? How responsive are the hiring managers? Are the KPIs? Okay, you have no answer. In other words, no answer. No answer. But I'll give you Amy's I answer because she I was very. I don't know. She was very black and white about it. She said, look, I'm working on rules that are hard to fill. If we give them bonuses just for making placements, they're going to work on the easy ones to get oh, yeah, the bonus. True. Okay? So it doesn't oh, work. That. And that's my point. It, do, it depends on the whole setup. It's not a black or white question. Okay. Does anybody else on the line want to comment on that? Uh, commissions or bonuses for corporate recruiters? Jerry, do you have an opinion? I have no opinion. Okay. Anybody else? Nobody? Okay. I think it's an interesting question. Okay. Okay. Pretty lame, have lame you, question. Uh, okay. <laughs> have you ever caught – I'm doing the best you, I can with the questions I get, Jer. 
Yeah, you're, you're welcome to raise any issue, and I'll tell you if I like it or not. But feel free to come up with something, okay? Have you ever caught, caught a candidate lying in an interview? Uh, yes. How do you manage that? And that sounds like it with the, you had to think about it, so it's not very often. It's not you uh, don't find. No, it's it's not very often that I have. Um, but when I have, yes, I did call them on it. Why? Uh, because I'm responsible ultimately for what the hiring manager sees in front of them, and if I catch that and it comes out, and, and it comes out that I knew, that damages me. Okay, this one guy, other guy said, he says, I don't tell them because it's a liability. I just end the interview, tell them we'll get back to them, and send a generic rejection email. Isn't that smoother? It depends. Is that an agency or a corporate? Because you have different He's levels corporate. of... He's corporate. Okay. 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 No, I'll be honest okay. about it. So hold on. You know, we keep hearing that, that people lie all the time on their resumes. That's not your experience. Am I right? Not not that often. What I see more than – I don't really see lying so much as I see uh, some people massage the truth a bit, but it's not the same thing as out-and-out out out lying. It's not the same thing as lying? Massage the no. truth? As in, you know what? You think of an example – uh-huh. I, I can tell you what I mean. Uh, uh, you and I both know that a CV or you know a resume, it's a marketing document, which means you're going to use the best language you can to describe what you did. Uh, it could be accurate uh, to an extent, but what you call it may be you know perceived by someone else as what, <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know what, what that saying? marketing document stuff. I never buy that. It's supposed to be true. Jerry, do you have any opinions on this? You you must see resumes. Oh, it happens. I mean, I think most resumes have some sort of fudge on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, some of it's you, some yeah. of it's important. Some of it's not. I mean, they might they might list a few in, in in like the software world. They might list a few programming languages that maybe they don't have a full understanding of, but mm-hmm. they could probably pick it up quick enough if they were on the job. They maybe a few projects where they did a little. Yeah, there's a little bit. I mean, there's no point uh-huh. in, you know, rubbing somebody's nose in it. I mean, Hold on. diplomacy, oh, let me ask you. Wait diplomacy a How do you goes a long it? way in our profession. Hold on. How do you detect it? You, you can just tell sometimes. I don't have a specific example, dude. Do you? Uh-huh. Do you, do you catch people in lies? How do you detect it? I don't find that there are a lot of people lie that much. I've never oh, found really? that. Really? Yeah, well, here's and not, the thing that I come across that. more often, and maybe it's because oh, let the guest talk the, for a second. Let the guest yeah, talk for a now, second. I, the Go one ahead. thing I do come across that I always have to question, and it's not necessarily a lie, it's perception, is language levels. Because I do work in the Netherlands, and you know I'm recruiting jobs that usually require something other than English, or not just English at certain levels, and I find that the the level someone will say they're at or if they list a language that's not their native language, I always have to check where the level is. And that's where I find the most fudging, to be honest. Okay. What that are the that's levels? my unique that, situation, I think. That's easy to catch them on. But hold on. Jerry, you said something you that I language, missed. And yeah. it, was the, it was the key part of your statement, okay? You said when you catch them in something, you don't bring it up. 
It, is that, am I correct on that? You, you, you don't no, say, I, hey, you I, really I, don't. You're again, not very strong. Again, it's, I may or may not. Yeah, you, you always look for a 100% concrete rule on things, and the reason that I'm, well, people think that I'm very successful is because I go with these situations. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say every time I catch somebody uh, fibbing, I do X, Y, or Z. It okay. just depends on the situation, man. Okay. Don't okay. you? But what do you do when you, you catch a guy that says, says he spent four years somewhere, but he was probably only there for like two and a half or three? Uh-huh. What, what would you do, animal? Say, hey, buddy, I caught you lying. Are you a liar? Yeah, yeah, what that's what I'd say. You're yeah. trying to pull one over very, on me. You're very smooth, okay. I must admit. Okay. Yeah, neither <laughs> of you have said you would rule out a candidate like this guy said. Okay, neither of you would rule out a candidate. No, you, who, I, hold on, I most certainly would if, it, if he lied about a, a, a degree. Yeah, I have a degree I have and ruled out people because of that, sure. Uh, I, I, would, tell you. I would rule out somebody if they said that they worked somewhere that they didn't. Okay. I would uh, rule out some – well, I'm just telling you. I mean, you're yeah. – so don't say that I said I would never rule somebody out for catching them in a lie. I most certainly would. Yeah. Sharon, stop it, Sharon. animal. Sharon, you're with Jerry on that. I can hear it. Yeah, and I have done that. Everybody's okay. with me on that. And, and did you and say the to them, calling look, them out on it. The question uh, is what – how you handle it. And how, that's what I'm you asking know, you. So – so you said you have. Tell me your experience. What did they lie on? Their schooling or their employment? What was it? Um, the th- yeah, I've I've seen them. It's not. And and again, your definition of a lie. They put down maybe. And I when I was doing tech, maybe they did put down a programming language that they touched or they've done. Oh, we uh, moved as, on you know, from pretty, that already. A- Jerry's talking about a blatant lie right now about your education. Or your employment, and you said, "Yeah, oh, that, I'm with him oh, on that, that." Absolutely, I, uh, you know, that's why the first thing I do is when I get a CV, I double check their LinkedIn to see if it syncs. Uh huh. Okay, well, they can and lie on both of them. But I, I, I will add it. something. <laughs> you know, the, the education is probably the least important thing about the, the revealing thing about their ability. Oh, who cares, really? <laughs> oh, it's not that I care about the education. I care about the fact that they, they that they lied. And what does that mean they're going to do on the work floor when they have well, a difficult situation? Well, sometimes you have to That's lie. Beha- if, you yeah. know what? Here, here, I'll give you an example. Uh, there was an ad for a recruiting manager, and they needed the person to have uh, an HR degree. Okay? Mm-hmm. Our ideal – listen, our ideal recruiting manager holds an academic HR background. Combined with work experience, and 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 the the person who is an experienced HR manager, she said, uh, "In what universe does an academic HR background make for a good recruiting manager?" Okay, is there an HR class that teaches you how to screen, interview, and assess candidates? <laughs> no. I guess okay? from the so, point I mean, of uh, knowing your employment and, law and stuff, that would be important. Let Let me add a perspective from down under, if I can. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine in Australia, in this country, yeah, we can't hear you, Jerry. Can, 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 can you five? Oh, she's working you can't in hear a different. Me? Uh, uh, off and on, Sharon. Can you hear Jerry properly? Is it, it just cuts me? It's It's starting to cut out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about ready to quit this show. 
I'm turning into a bunch of crap. <laughs> Jerry, I can no, just start Pauline, sending you an online hey. connection. I mean, your phone. You, I can't Rogers, believe you're using this for business. You know something? I'm not. You call this business? <laughs> Ah. Well, you know, for Henry. Pauline Rogers says that one out of five <laughs> one out of five people have completely fictitious experience on their resumes. Total lies. One out of five. Well tell her to call in. in. Uh, 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 are you on the line, Pauline? Are you I don't think she's on the line. Pauline, are you here? No. I'm here. I'm uh, here. Hello. Hi. Look at that. <laughs> Great. Okay. Greetings from Sydney. So so your phone, uh, your, your phone perfect, connection, or you're going to be lambasted. No, no, it's probably better than <laughs> yours, Jerry. Okay, Pauline, are you telling Three. us that eighty percent of your candidates lie on their resumes? No, probably 20. about twenty percent of, hosp- of hospitality candidates. Absolute fiction, pure fiction, made up, didn't happen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And do you? And hold that's on why a we reference check. Okay, but do you uh, call them on it? Do you say you're lying? Do you actually say that? I, you're you're finished, liar. Do you do you that? You know what? That's that's really that's really interesting because we don't. I mean, I personally don't um, because I don't usually expose that in the interview. It's only when I sit back and check, and um, I just let them go because it's a very small world in hospitality in Australia. Mm. So I just say thank you, but no thanks. And, you know, we 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 weren't successful. Rather than you okay. weren't successful. Can you believe this call? Right. The guest is in Holland. We've got a caller from Australia, <laughs> and then there's Jerry in the Midwest with his phone, his lousy phone. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do an ad. Can you I gotta, hear me? I gotta do. I gotta do an ad. <laughs> Hire tool. H i r e t u a l. Dot com. It is the super-duper sourcing tool. If you uh, just have, look at a discussion in one of the recruiting groups on uh, Facebook, it's always mentioned. There's name-brand recruiters who everybody respects who rave about it, okay? Uh, they say it speeds everything up uh, you know, very quickly. I think Mike Krause said that. Amy Miller, we mentioned her a minute ago. She loves it. So check it out, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, PCRecruiter.net. It's the most, I don't know if it's the most versatile, but it's a very versatile recruiting software. It doesn't matter what kind of recruiting you're in. It could be temp, it could be direct hire, executive search. It's very, very flexible and customizable. And if you don't know how to do that yourself, they're happy to help you. You could be a kitchen table recruiter. You could be a recruiter in a big, big company. If you're a recruiter, they love you. Okay. Uh, hone it. I'll do hone it in a minute. We'll just leave that at that for now. Nice to, nice to hear from you, Pauline. I haven't talked to you in like a few years, and I've only known you for a few years. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about reference checks? Pauline mentioned reference checks. I read uh, that reference checks, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to get a good reference check from someone who's just been sucking up to the manager, you know, someone who doesn't have any original ideas or is afraid to come out with them. So, yeah, the manager says something. This person says, oh, good, great idea. I'm going to run with that for you. Whereas someone who's actually a better person, a better professional, says, well, I don't think we should do it that way. Uh, here's another idea. Manager doesn't like someone telling him he's wrong all the time or that she's wrong all the time. So who's going to get the better reference check? 
Sharon D. Clark, do you check references, mm-hmm. number one, and what's your take on them? I have uh, checked references in the past because it was a, it was a compliance issue. So it's, in my opinion, reference checks are largely a matter of covering liability. It's, that, that's what they're for. They're covering the it's liability a, of, of the company. What does it mean? Uh, uh, it's so vague. I, I, don't, I have nothing. <laughs> what does that mean? It's not my fault your vocabulary is limited animal. You know what liability means. No. Yeah, well, for what? Liable for what? I mean, there's no – yeah, come on. What, well, what does for, it mean? For example, let's uh, – okay, so I haven't done, like, Department of Defense level uh, checks or anything where, you know, there's all these kind of legislations around it, but, you know, due diligence – um, if a person's in a in a role where they could cause you know damages like a health and safety role or you know financial role uh, where they could just abscond with a bunch of money, yeah, reference checks are called for in that. But I think in general, um, okay. Here's what I'm yeah, here's what I'm really talking about. Here's much. what I'm talking about. You call up the person's last manager, not the current yeah. one, and you say, look, did. Betty do a good job on a scale of 1 mm-hmm. to 10, with 10 being mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Where would you rate her? How did she get yeah. along with other people? How did she get along with you? Would you hire her again? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. did she make any significant errors that you, know, that you might? And the thing is, yeah. lots of times they won't want to answer, but you could tell just from their hesitation what the answer is, okay? And it goes mm-hmm. on for about 15 minutes. Have you done that work? Did you, did you do course. that? Okay. I have, yes. Okay. All the time? Uh, it depends on the, the company I was working for. Um, okay. I don't currently do it as part of the process. I have in the past. Okay. So do you think that you're getting an honest picture? If you're a good, you know, um, uh, a good uh, reference Sometimes. checker, someone who is going to corner somebody, uh, can you do uh, get a, get a good picture, or is it the suck up? Well, a lot of times you can't get them to pick up the phone when you try to do these reference checks. That's the well, most annoying thing about it. we're assuming that you actually did get them on the phone, okay? <laughs> okay. Don't make me beg. I have been able to tell sometimes that it was a prepared uh, script. Um, I mean, who doesn't look for a job and prepares their references? That's that's part of being a, a good job seeker, so I expect that. Um, there have been times I've heard a little hesitation uh, in the voice. Uh, sure. But, yeah, I've I've done the call reference checks. I've done email when they wouldn't call, uh, you know, when they wouldn't pick up their phone. I've done that as well. So, yes, I have done it. Okay. And so the, let's put aside the question I asked originally. If mm-hmm. – Who's going to rise to the top in a reference check, a suck-up, as opposed to a creative person? Pauline, help me out. Do you have a question that's going to turn my guest on? No, I don't. But, but I must say that most reference checks are useless because they don't do it with the right person. You have to do it with not who they give you as a referee, but who they're actually reported to. And I've got to say about 30% of the reference checks I do are rubbish. That, you know, they've even you know, if we're doing a reference check for a chef, they might have thrown a knife or tried to stab someone. You get all sorts of angry <laughs> oh stuff. And just recently, I did. Just recently, I did a reference check for someone who looked amazing. She was still on their their website as you know, a senior executive. And when I did the reference check, she'd actually stolen money, like fifty thousand uh-huh. dollars, and had a mental breakdown. So you have to do the reference checks. <laughs> It's really but important. does he require them, the reference checks, to be uh, two previous managers? Because when I've done that, that was part of the deal. It had to be 
you know, direct managers of the past two jobs. That's the only way I've done it. I haven't just called whoever they gave me. It had to be, uh, you know, a manager. Oh, 100%. And, and generally most recruiters will just call whoever they give. But um, uh, I do me. believe I'm with you. You have, <laughs> you have to, oh, 100%, you have to call who they reported to, not necessarily who they yeah. gave you as a reference. Because they give friends. And, Oh, mm-hmm. so many times I've called references, and they've just been the receptionist they worked with and whatever. So you really have to do your due diligence there. Yeah, and, and, and when checking, I've I, done I, reference I, I, checks, yeah, it's been that. that I require, That was the requirement was it was managers. And if they had extra people that they worked closely with, maybe they were in a situation where they didn't yeah. work directly with their manager as much day-to-day because uh, their manager was remote and they had someone that was – you know, a coworker that worked more with them, I would take an extra reference if they wanted something on top of that. But yeah, there was absolutely the requirement was management. Jerry? Yeah, I mean. Still awake? Jerry, still here? Jerry! Gone. Lunchtime. Okay. No, okay. I'm not gone. I'm not gone. I, I just don't dare uh, use this crappy old phone. Uh, unless it's something important here with you guys. It's only occasionally. It only goes out occasionally. I won't tell you anymore to spare your feelings, okay? No, Don't worry no. About I got, me. Hey, I got the message loud and clear. Shut no, up, Jerry. I can, hear you, clear I now, can hear you fine right now, okay? Do you check references? Oh, really? But here's the question. Jerry, here's the question I have for you. What about what they call blind references? You call people they didn't give you. Okay, who you somehow have a contact with in in that business? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends on the situation. I think that also depends on the laws of the country you're operating in. Yeah, I mean, if I I know somebody that worked there, I might. Yeah, references are lame. What about Pauline? Knows everybody. You know everybody in Sydney. Pauline, you know everybody in Sydney. Will you call somebody (laughs) that they don't give you to say, "Hey, do you know"? Kathy Young, did she steal any money from I any always, of her previous employers? Well, I may not ask that question opening up, but yes, I ring people that they don't give because they always give their friends and people they didn't report to. So I don't even look at who they give me as a referee. I actually just work out who they reported to, or in the interview, I might say, who did you report to there? Who was your manager? And then okay, I yeah, but that's down, different. No, that's I... still going to the standard person. Will you call people that you don't tell them you're calling them, somebody else in the company yep. or somebody at another company they worked with and say, I'm doing, I'm working with this person. So you're, you're revealing something that this person's looking for another job and saying, yeah, what do you think of her? Uh, will you do that? All, all the time. Okay. And it's not Absolutely. illegal? It's not illegal. No, well, yes. Uh, well, you see, I've got. A, I've got. Um, we have a privacy statement that all candidates have to sign, and we have it written that they agree that we can call their previous employers and people they've given as referees. And once they've signed that, I can ring anyone I want. Mm, really? Okay. And you have yeah, to. Yeah, I haven't been covered legally to do that, so I haven't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely, you have to do that. Okay. But in hospitality, you, you couldn't believe anyone in what they say. Okay, well, I guess that, you're that crazy. Be, I mean, half of them fuss. like a specific industry uh, thing then, I think, for you, Yeah, right? also, uh, you know what? Like, I read a bit of uh, Anthony Bourdain as well, and there's crazy people, and more crazier than usual in, in, in that business. So I guess you never know what you're going to get. And I, I, But I'm going to do an ad, okay, for Honeit, dot okay. com. Okay, you call in to the website. You have your candidate call in. 
you record the interview. It gives you a text version of the whole interview, searchable. It gives you a video. It gives you an audio. And while you're talking to the person, when it comes to the key question, you press a button when it starts. When you finish that discussion, you press another button. It stops. It creates a clip that you could send to the hiring manager. She can hear the candidate in her own words, okay? And uh, sometimes they have a lot of sizzle, and sometimes they don't. The manager will be able to decide herself. She won't have to depend on you, the recruiter, who might not even know how to write a report, okay? So there you go. So don't forget, staffingdebt.com, if you are a recruiter and someone's not paying you, they specialize in getting money for recruiters, staffingdebt.com. Let's go ahead. Question? Yeah. So this is something I think would be interesting because of the times we're living in right now. How has the recruiting during the pandemic made you maybe change how you normally operate? Question so for you're everyone. you asking yourself a question? Answer it. Go ahead. Uh, me too. Uh, but I'd be interested because you guys recruit in different markets and uh, different profiles than I do. I'd be interested to hear how it compares to others. Uh, 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 Pauline is working the same as usual. <laughs> There's no problem, right? Well, is hospitality well, still we, as 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 high volume as it was? I mean, did things shut down in Australia and hospitality? Well, they did on the 23rd of March. They all had to shut mm-hmm. down for a couple of months, but but it's actually business as usual now. But we have in uh, where I live. We have no community transmission of the infection. So no uh-huh. one wears, wears masks, or the odd person does. But, you know, it's just really business as usual. We, we're so busy. But the interesting thing is it's the candidate's driest, it's the most dry candidate market I've ever worked in. It's ridiculous. Mm. We yeah. cannot find candidates. And you think they'd be everywhere. But it, it really, we haven't changed the way we work, except we've tried to work more with candidates, obviously, it was a great moment to bond with clients, and that was really successful for us, you know, um, because we got so much work. Um, three of our most uh, fierce competitors. How do you bond with a client who can't pay you, who can't hire anybody and can't pay you? How do you bond with a client? Oh, they're hiring, and they are paying. No, 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 they weren't for a while. They were closed, you said. Yeah, but not for long, only for eight weeks. And, you know, and and still in that time, there were people who were, there were groups who were, and probably the mid-level groups were certainly, I mean, a lot of them took the opportunity to hire their, to, sorry, to fire their entire kitchens. I mean, we're talking about hospitality here, like pubs, they they might be a really good gastro pub and they hated their kitchen staff, they were arcing up, whinging about being stood down and whatever. So they just fired the ball and said, okay, fine, it's a whole new kitchen. So we had a lot of work on. It was actually really good. And they well, so it was a good opportunity so, to clean house for your clients. But now I've got really, a question. Come, come for, for Sharon, okay? There's yeah. a guy, he said online recruiting shortened his process. He can close a candidate for an IT job in two to three days now, okay? They even do complicated tech interviews remotely. Mm-hmm. Is that your experience as well? Or since you're working over such a, a broad territory maybe you were all remote Mm -hmm. before were you uh well some of it was remote because i work in the country i'm in the netherlands of course but i also recruit for belgium denmark finland and sweden so that's all remote um now 
Yes. I, I found that processes have speed up where before there was a everything has to be face-to-face -face at one point. We couldn't possibly hire someone we've never actually sat across a table to, to two weeks later we're doing this. So, yes, I have seen processes speed up because you don't have to schedule people literally. So, all in all, it's better. Work. It's actually improved your hiring process. Yes? Uh, it, I, I would say from my point of view it has, yes. Okay. Colleen, it did, I mean, Pauline, sorry, Pauline, <laughs> it didn't change hers at all because they're all breathing on each other like crazy down there. But for you, it's better. Jerry, are you still with us? I, I miss you, okay? You've been gone for a few weeks. I'm, still, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm still sorry. I scared, scared you away. Right I mean, like, eh. okay. Yeah, okay. I've been abused, but I'll, I'll stick it out because I know you love me. Yeah, but, I mean, sure video post? interviewing has become standard. For example, yeah. another thing is you may work with a company that would only send contracts in the mail and had to wait on that before they know. And, you know, if the office is closed, uh, that's going to take longer to get someone in there to do that. So suddenly contracts could be sent uh, by email before they did the other, so you could at least, you know, okay, have the I first saw answer. You, hold it's on a second. I saw, you, I saw you endorsing DocuSign, okay, because yeah. – Apparently, candidates, not well, ordinary people, don't have printers anymore, uh, and so they can't get a document, print it out, sign it, scan it, and send it back. Uh, and, and so everything has to be done. Yeah, I'm by one of them. My printer broke during the pandemic, so yeah, I'm there too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm one of them. When I when I signed on to my new uh, my new job, I actually did everything with DocuSign. Uh huh. Jerry, are yeah. you totally into that as well? I think you told me I, before. I haven't printed. I haven't had to print something to sign it and send it back in uh, years. I think. Okay. Yeah. And you, you what about your, your candidate? Phone, you what about your candidate? And you click sign. I don't care what they do. I don't even ask them. Not my problem. They, they don't have to sign anything. Someone mentioned that thread stuff, for immigration. They say, might need to. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to so tell them how to sign it. Back. I mean, everybody you knows guys how to get You keep talking over done. each other, okay? That's good. good. It helps me get Let the me show talk on the road. An animal. <laughs> you say. You say. Uh, what about my candidates? I. I believe every professional across the globe is able to handle the act of returning a signed document. Well, we so just I, said I it's I not true. I don't it's care. not true. It's not true. Okay. It, it might not people... be true. It might not be true for entry level kids out of high school or something. But okay. Well, look, most no. look, professional look, Jerry, people. Got, what about during March? What about okay? Maybe April when the U.S. shut down because they shut down in March here, but I think April's when they start in the U.S. Okay, so everything's shut down, right? So Hold on, I just got to take care of some business. Hold on, just some down. housekeeping for a second, Pauline. Pauline, I know it's the middle of the night there. You should be sleeping, okay? So don't feel you have to stay on if it gets tiring for you, okay? I'm just I'm worried about it's you. It's only 2.39. Okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I call that the middle of the night, okay? 2.30 and <laughs> here, it, it, it's, it's not daytime, okay? Just letting you know no, if you disappear. I don't know, Pauline, are you a night owl? I am. <laughs> oh, I always am, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was born one, so I'm right there with you on that. Um, okay. My point was... During the pandemic, all these centers that you would normally have open for printing services, everything was closed. So let's say you don't have a printer at home, or like me, your printer broke and you can't get it fixed because, you know, no one's coming out to fix them, and you need to sign something. 
So if the business wants to hire you, it's not going to cost them much to send a courier over with the contract for you to sign and arrange to pick it up. That's the least they can do. Okay. If they really need it in a hard copy. Okay. Yeah, perhaps. Don't I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember – yeah, I don't remember a big rush to have a bunch of people signing uh, employment offers uh, the first couple of weeks of the pandemic. Okay. I, I experienced yeah. exactly uh, had, the opposite. I had one offer go through during those <laughs> weeks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. What about this? Same. Uh, what about this? Hire fast, fire fast. It's more effective to hire people, test them on the job, and let them go if they don't fit and they'll usually leave on their own. You don't even have to fire them than to spend too much time and effort testing their skills before you give them the job. Hire fast, I fire fast. I think onboarding costs more. Mm, okay. okay. I, I mean, from what I've seen, I think the whole getting someone in and the onboarding process, that would be more expensive than that. Okay. And he also and said he, he said, I guess, I guess it also helps that my intuition doesn't fail me much. Okay? So gut feel. This guy says gut feel is important to him. Isn't gut feel taboo in today's world? Taboo? Uh, is it yeah, I mean, it's too on? subjective. Sure. It's subjective. It's not evidence-based. It's biased. It's open to bias. Yeah. Is, do you have gut feel? Is gut feel important to you? Sometimes, yeah, to an extent, but I've learned to trust mine. Uh, but I will question it. I mean, I, I, I'll question it, but I don't dismiss it automatically. Do you have an example of when you've questioned your gut feel? Sure. Let's say I've had a, you know, Hold on a initial... second. Jerry's breathing heavy. Jerry, you want to ask her a question? Okay. I, okay, I'm not, I, I have a beginning. No, I just... That's a ridiculous. That's a ridiculous question, dude. Why? Do you have Why? an example of a time that you questioned your gut reaction? Yeah, <laughs> that's just so okay. stupid, man. I can't even. No, I've <laughs> had it. Well, I, I, have, I don't have to wait a second. I mean, I don't think about this all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, what do you do? You write all this stuff down for future reference? Like, dude, you should yeah, have like I, given me this to prepare, and I could have had a story for you. Yeah, man, well, I should have. I'm, I'm I can remember. I remember I had a guy, and I I don't like this guy. I I I guess it's easier when you've made seven placements in the last ten years. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It's it's easy to keep track of everything you've done when it's a short list. Right, okay. So, well, well, I don't like this guy, I said to myself, but I want to be fair, okay? And on paper, Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. got what they want. So... Mm -hmm. You know, I sent him out, and and the guy, the manager liked him over, and I recommended no, don't go with him, go with this other candidate. Well, he went with the candidate I didn't like. Well, it didn't work out. Okay, because well, I questioned. Okay, so yeah, I had feel. that where someone was the most qualified candidate that I had. Um, I mean, just and it was also industry specific. He just blew the other candidates out of the water, and he did get hired. I didn't have the best gut feeling about him, but frankly, yeah, my options weren't great. Uh, and I saw the, the fallout of that afterwards uh, with okay. how other so, people started leaving the organization because of dealing with him. So, yes, I have been there. Now, so you, but you said, look, if you would give me these questions in advance, well, I'd have a story for you. But we expect 
candidates to say, God, do you remember a time when this happened? And we expect them to give an answer. How can they give an answer, okay, unless it's something that happened every day? And that might be what you're looking for, someone who's done the same thing again and again. Pauline, I'm going to go to you in a second. But first I want to do an ad. I have to do an ad for StaffingDebt.com. If you are a recruiter and someone doesn't pay you, StaffingDebt.com will go and get your money for you, and they know all about recruiting. Okay, that's their specialty. My other sponsors are PCRecruiter.net, the very flexible, customizable recruiting software. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology and hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. The super duper sourcing tool that every famous recruiter loves. Pauline, gut feel. You seem like a gut feel girl to me. Is it okay if I call you a girl? Go um, ahead. Call me girl. I like that. Um, <laughs> gut feel, absolutely. Go with your, intu- your intuition. Every time I have not run with it, it has bitten me on the ass. Mm. And I think every good recruiter has intuition and gut feel. We should use mm. it. Mm. Okay. Now, here's the thing, though. Isn't it illegal to use your gut feel? If somebody, you know, can they go to the government and say, look, I'm qualified for this job, and, and they didn't hire me? And, and could you say not. to the, you know, I, I based it on gut feel. I didn't like them. No, that you happens all the time. That. You know, it's no, you don't. A job because my gut and frankly, involved. you hear that from hiring managers too. You you hear that hiring managers liked someone more than the other, and maybe the other person was as qualified or more. But hiring decisions are made like that all the time on that level. So why would it be a problem for us? Well, isn't that something we're supposed to fight with hiring managers about? I don't like them. It it really depends if they're qualified enough to do the job, and you think they've got the right kind of. Depends on the role too. If they've got the right kind of personality to really nail that role, then why would I fight with them on it? If they're going to fit well okay. and okay. you know work uh, okay. out the organization. Let me narrow this down, Sharon. I'm going to corner you. Okay, you can, you, you've got <laughs> okay. this facade of you're so reasonable and stuff like that. Facade? You, they give you a, they give you a tough search. Okay, they give uh-huh. you a tough search, and you go crazy trying to fill this thing finally you find somebody okay needle in a haystack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the hiring manager says i'm going to take a pass and you say why and she says i just you know my god i, I don't like his personality you know whatever what are you going to say yeah okay sure no I'm going to question it. I mean, it's like, what about it? You know, I dig into it. I don't become competitive because that's not going to win you anything. But I do find out what it was exactly because if I wasn't in the room in that interview, I don't know what happened then. Okay, so in the end, you'd cave. If a hiring manager says, I don't like him personally, even though that kind of person is hard to find, She's got the right credentials. You are going to cave. Jerry, will you cave into that? If you're still with us or busy in your fridge or whatever you're doing. Okay, hold on. we got some new people. Oh, Michael G. Cox is here. Michael G. Cox Yo. saved me, okay? Did you hear? Michael, you missed it, Michael G. Cox. Kathleen Steffi's PR person got in touch with me. They wanted to mention your name, and they thought it was Michael G. 
Fox. I told her that's the actor. <laughs> yeah, it's just Michael. It's fine. Um, no, yeah. in regards to gut, I think the problem with gut is it's 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 comforting. You know, people may leave an, an interview with that that comfort of saying, "Yeah, I like the cut of that guy's jib," but it's misleading. <laughs> and and so you you have to you have to counterbalance that with with you know scorecards or a, a something mm-hmm. that is actually measurable versus mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah, he has no experience whatsoever, mm-hmm. but, man, we really got along. That's what gut is, yeah. it's just in my honest opinion. And, and gut is, gets a lot of people in trouble, and people that don't know how to interview or make selections properly, maybe they just rely on gut a little too much. Michael G. Cox, everybody, C-O-X, MikeRecruiter.com. Okay, so hold on a second. This is the key question. If it's a hard-to-find candidate, the hiring manager says no, would you force her to hire that person? I mean twist. You say, I can't force anybody. I mean twist her arm and say, I'm going to quit, okay, if you try to send me out again to find someone we're desperate to hire, and I'm telling you there's no one else in the market. No, you don't force anybody. You can't force anybody. Exactly. And if you want the rest of your fee, if you're on a retained search, you're you're not going to quit. Okay, we're talking now. Okay, this is a, a, I can't a corporate quit. recruiter. <laughs> I can't just drop oh, a search. Recruiter? I have to sell everything I have. No, you don't. I do you because can, I'm not can... an agency recruiter. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I'm fresh out of corporate and what I would typically do in a situation where I had a hiring manager that was difficult to work with, I, first mm-hmm. of all, you have to have the the buy-in from on high, from that VP or above level. And when you go back to them and say, hey, man, Tom is, is being difficult again. You and I discuss what is actually needed for this role, but – you know he's not being cooperative, and I found somebody that meets the criteria that you and I spoke about, and he's blaming gut for not wanting to move forward with the candidate. Listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this position on hold because we're at an impasse. But it's difficult to do that if you don't have a, an audience with the president who who understands you guys are in alignment with regard to what is needed mm-hmm. for the position. Cause so, so Michael G. Cox, will, what you'll do is you'll turn your hiring manager, you'll turn the president or the VP against your hiring manager. You, you'll use them against each other, right? They must love you after that, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not doing it for – I wasn't doing that job for love. And, and the thing is that if I speak to a hiring manager, a sales manager, they're typically looking for a certain set of – criteria we'll call it um and, and more often than not they'll say things like we need to hire another person like susan or man if we could have another john in here that would be great and rather than breaking it down to what does this person actually have to accomplish in this position uh-huh. so that in the next 12 months we look back and say solid hire uh-huh. and and Unfortunately, what most companies and agencies do is they do things like, ah, I, I know what I'll want when I see it. 
and yeah, I know, don't work red, like that. What, what the top ten or, or whatever percent of agencies or, or companies do is they're going to interview four times. They're going to put this person through the through the paces, through their paces. If it's a sales position, they're going to make them make some actual sales calls and 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 test drive this individual. And, and have a, a scorecard. Okay, that's okay. Uh, you're not teaching a class here, okay? But what you said, going, Michael, man. is uh, I set that up from the beginning so that doesn't happen because when I start recruiting a role, and my previous job, I did this and this, I have a more structured form. I have about a 45-minute-plus meeting with the manager, and we go through the job description and see if it actually is reality, and we at talk about what this person's going to do. I don't go by, oh, just someone like so-and-so. I wouldn't recruit on that basis. Mm, mm, but what mm. do you do when, when you've got somebody, a candidate or, or three candidates, that meet all the criteria that you spoke about during that discovery session or that intake session, mm-hmm. but they're still wanting to go with this person over here that actually isn't all that qualified? That's, that's the difficult you know, recruiter conversation that needs to be had. Okay. Yeah. So Michael G. Cox, hold on. Michael G. Cox is essentially saying, yeah, I would force this person's hand. Okay. If she won't go with my recommendation, I'm going above her. Okay. And I'm going to make sure this works out the way I want it to. That's tough. That depends on who I the like that. Them. I tried that no. one. It didn't work. <laughs> Jerry, that's my kind of, that that's my kind of action. Is. Jerry, that's 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 my no. kind of talk, right? Okay, he's not there. I thought he was groaning. Okay, okay. Look, it's it's it, but but it's not a it's not like a nuclear option. But no. ultimately, you have a, a responsibility to the organization You're to so make sure that who would imagine the people that, that you, you hire don't dilute the capabilities to do that. Okay, maybe team. you're one of these mm-hmm. introverts. They don't care if anybody likes them or not. Okay, and and they'll. Uh, Okay, uh, a, a final question for Pauline, if she's still on, because she's like this hospitality business seems like the Wild West. I mean, there's a bunch of freaks working back there. Uh, you know, they don't they don't stay very long. Okay, is diversity sure. an important uh, element, Pauline, in recruiting for you? Is it an issue? It, it doesn't come into it. We don't even think about diversity. We don't have it here. Was that because you guys are racist back exist. down there in Australia, or is it because it no, just... It's no, hey, it's not, careful, it's careful. because we're not racist. You see, we don't have any... We don't... I mean, <laughs> no. Um, diversity, we don't you have any... You got Graham standing up for you. He never says a pig, yes. okay? <laughs> no diversity <laughs> down there. None. No, absolutely not. It, it, it's, everyone's the same here, because we've got... It's very multicultural here, so we don't actually think about race. And I work in hospitality where 90% well, of the I've people are Well, I've got to tell you something. I've read in the last week, I have read in the last week, we don't think about race is a racist statement. <laughs> that it's is racist, racist right as far as I can tell it's now, no. okay? I if you don't think about race, you can be pretty sure that. you're privileged, yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. no. But, but no, where I work in hospitality, 90% of our um, people are from... International and mainly from Asia what about indigenous? and from India and okay. so we don't the indigenous population. Have... That's usually where the problem is in Australia, right? 
Okay, no, I got a question well, for yeah, Sharon before. Oh, I got to move to Europe. Problem. She's a, our Dutch friend, quasi-Dutch American <laughs> friend here. Before we're uh-huh. over, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's people on Facebook saying that there's unfair pressure right now on recruiters to get diverse candidates because of all the action that's happening in the United States. Recruiting has mm-hmm. got a lot of pressure to present a diverse slate of candidates for every position mm-hmm. they work on. And the management uh-huh. from the company is sending weekly emails to everybody in the company, right? And so mm-hmm. that some people said, hey, that's just a panic reaction, okay, uh, or it's just for show. They want to show that they're bringing in some diverse candidates. They'll haul anybody in there just to make sure they've got certain names on the on the slate. For haul interviews. anyone in there? That's framing it that they would accept uh, unqualified candidates as long as they're diverse. It sounds so like it because that. that's what that's what that's what the thing is. People are saying these are are panic, not rational uh, responses. If they were serious. They would say, look, let me finish the question. Let me finish the question. If they were serious, if they were serious, they'd say, let's put a new strategy in place so we draw on different uh, networks and different sourcing pools Mm -hmm. in the future. It will be a planned Mm -hmm. thing, not something Mm -hmm. we have to do overnight. Go ahead. Now it's all you. I think you need both. I think you need both. But one thing I have noticed is every single comment on there that was complaining about this was white. That's interesting, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I can't remember. I, I, it I don't is, know. because every single person that I saw on that thread that was saying that it was unfair, they were all coming from a position of privilege. They weren't diverse uh, candidates themselves if they were looking for a job. So uh-huh. I did notice okay. that. I don't think – I think – I don't think it's unfair to ask that. Um, I'd love to be asked that, actually. Uh, What I think is you need more than just a quick solution that's coming from uh, recruitment. Now, statistically, the more diverse candidates you have in a pool, the more likely they are to hire one because you'll have numbers on your side. But, yes, it has to go beyond that. There has to be a culture change. You have to make sure your managers are going to, you know, uh, Has this impacted you at all? Are you talking in too? theory, or is it something that you've experienced yourself? Final question. Uh, well, I have brought a number of female engineers on a team before um, where there were none. So I have experienced that. Unfortunately, almost every single one of them are gone now. Why is that? Well, the bringing people in doesn't change the culture. Okay, you mean they're getting sexist remarks or unpleasant uh, no, not, action? No, not, uh, not necessarily. I'm just saying that, the, uh, you know, you have to – it's not sexist remarks so much. You have to have a culture that is encouraging, you know. Uh, and also, do you have more flexibility for someone who may need to take care of a child, for example? Uh, do you uh, connect them to professional networks, which I was doing personally, um, you know, I was going out and networking in professional women's groups, and I brought them into it by connecting them. But that was okay. So should uh, should a recruiter be telling the managers, the hiring managers, the VPs, look, if you want to have a diverse, a gender gender diverse engineering team, it's it's way more than just bringing in candidates. You have to set up a, a whole new structure for timing and and things like that. Is it the That's recruiter's job to, to is the recruiter's the job to agitate for that? Is it the recruiter's job to agitate for that? An inside recruiter 
to an extent, but you definitely need to have you need to have HR as your partner in that partner in that because usually they have the flex to get something done on that. The TA doesn't. Okay, Graham Caulfield, Pauline. Yes. Pauline, from Jeff Caulfield, Graham is in Texas, Hi. but he's an expatriate, uh, okay, Australian. Night, oh, I'm from Texas, too, originally. Cool. Hi. Hi. Okay. Pauline's still in Australia. She's in Sydney, called all the way. Pauline Rogers, she's in the hospitality business. Michael G. Cox, MikeRecruiter.com, not Michael G. Fox. Don't get them confused. And Jerry, who's been pouting for the last 30 minutes, because I forgot to thank Wait, wait, I forgot to thank the guest. Sharon D. Clark, thank you.